get me. From Studio A in Arcata, behind the Redwood Curtain, it's time for... Suckatash. Yes, Suckatash, the comedy soundcast, soundcast featuring snippets from comedy... Soundcast. And also interviews with comedians, comedian soundcasters, and other showbiz folk. And now, here's this episode's host from up the coast, the man who puts the X in Xbox and the tie on antisocial, comedy soundcast soundcaster, Tyson Saner. Saner. Insaner. Insaner. Thank you, Bill Haywatt. Saluton, estes me, Tyson Saner, welcoming you to this Chats episode of Succotash, the Comedy Soundcast Soundcast, now in the last vestiges of its 11th year, bringing you now 345 episodes, including this one. Yes, this is episode 345, which means that the last episode that dropped into our stream was episode 344, and that episode was also a Chats episode, hosted by show creator and executive producer Mark Hershon, who I share hosting duties with on every other weekly basis. In episode 344, Mr. Hershon's guest was Josh Gilliland of The Legal Geeks Soundcast, which, on their main webpage over at thelegalgeeks.com, is described as, The Legal Geeks, Jessica Meterson and Joshua Gilliland are proud to be attorneys and geeks. Please enjoy their podcast discussing everything from e-discovery to sci-fi and a lawyer's point of view on a universe of geek culture. As a sidebar, I'd like to point out that I've never seen the term e-discovery with a small e and a big d, so that may in fact be a typo. Anyway, Mr. Hershon and Mr. Gilliland had a pretty interesting discussion in that episode that I listened to about 75 or 80% of before I had to stop listening due to some Mandalorian spoilers that I really wish I hadn't heard, but oh well, that's going to happen occasionally when people discuss pop culture. This week, as previously stated, is a Chats episode that features a fun conversation I had with comedian and musician Josh Barnes. We discuss many things, including children's entertainment, fatherhood, musicals, horror movies, and conspiracy videos, amongst other things, including, but not limited to, Josh's first comedy special, Petty Sense 83, and his second comedy special, which I attended the filming of in late January of 2023 at the Savage Henry Comedy Club, Whose large, cast of, whose large cast of performers and participants I have attempted to feature in various capacities over the recent years, here and there, when I could, in clip form, when those personalities have soundcasts. My intention is to interview as many of the local comedians as I can in the coming year, and perhaps get back on stage myself, but that's just between you and me. I really appreciate Mr. Barnes taking the time, as his schedule is pretty full. I've probably got a Henderson's Pants ad kicking around here somewhere that will be used to separate part one and part two of the interview. Warning, this interview contains spoilers for a few movies, including Lady in the Water, The Village, Signs, and Cabin Fever, as well as Muppets from Space. So without any further delay, let's get to my chat with Josh Barnes. How are you? I'm doing okay. How are you doing, sir? Not bad. Not bad. So this is not video. This video is not going to go up, right? Yeah, yeah, this video wouldn't go up. All right, cool. Because I don't look, I don't look the part. And people just me right now. Yeah, well, I, I also, I haven't, uh, I haven't uh, shaved earlier today, so, um, I tend to try to do that for recordings. Uh, I mean, for like video recordings uh, and whatnot. I try, but like, try. You know, it's like, well, it's because it's com- it's coming in white now, so it. Uh, yeah. I want, I want, I want the whites to come in on mine a little bit. 
I just get one periodically. I want to see what I look like with a little salt and pepper and see what it looks like. Sure. Sure. I mean, it's actually, uh, it's not all white. It'd be nice. If it were, uh, well, I don't know if it'd be nice if it were, but like, it's, it's actually like, so it comes in dark here and then like dark here and then white here. So I end up kind of looking like a Bond villain. Oh yeah. I was like, you look like a weird Hulk Hogan. Oh yeah. God, Hulk Hogan. Oh yeah. Like mm. I was sorry. When, when he was doing Hollywood Hulk Hogan, it started like dying his, uh, his stuff yeah. black. Yeah, when he was, yeah, when he was, yeah, the first time with the only, well, first time, I guess he went heel. Mm. I mean, he went heel in real life, too. Right. Um, well, there's that. Yes. Yeah. 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 That was, that's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you ever see Muppets in Space, by the way? I don't think I have. I only saw it the what one that time. one about? Uh, we, uh, uh, Gonzo is an alien. Oh, basically, right, yeah. it's kind of in a nutshell. It's like, you know, <laughs> he's always wondered why there's only one of him. And it's because he's not from Earth. He's an alien. Yeah. That makes sense. Pretty good, actually. I only saw it the one time. As far as Muppet movies go, it's, you know, I mean, there's the classics, you know, the the first one. And then, like, uh, The Great Muppet Caper, which I only actually ever saw first. And then Muppets Take Manhattan, which I saw in a matinee. Uh, double feature with Attack of the Killer Tomatoes back in the day. Oh, shit. I don't think I've actually seen any of those. I don't think I've seen any of those movies. Uh, I did see the one, one Muppet one with uh, the one guy in it. The one that was like kind of recent. Um, and it had the girl who was Amy, is it Amy Adams? That, maybe. There is an Amy Adams. I haven't seen the newer Her ones. Red hair. Um, she, was in, she was in Contact. Was it Contact or was it Arrival? Arrival because there Sorry. was also contact. Yeah. There was also contact. Was contact. No, I think so. Oh, actually, and there's arrival. two arrivals. She was in. She was in arrival. The one with the alien that uh, uh, they do the language and Jeremy. Anyway, she's in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's in that one. Okay. Uh, and and I watched that one, and I like that one. I like the one who was like, "Am I a man or am I a muppet?" And that's one of my. I love that song. I think it was nominated for an Oscar that year. That song. Yeah, I was gonna say. I was gonna say, I think I won an award. Um, and me party, I love that one. I'm having a me party, a oh, party gosh. by myself. That shit's tight. Sounds fun. I, that's that's something I definitely need to see. Um, I I uh, I haven't been avoiding the new Muppet movies. It's just been trying to find time to watch anything. It's been like challenging. Hell yeah, I get that. I mean, I I, I was lucky enough to see this a long time ago when uh, my kid was like looking for things to watch. Mm-hmm. It was like a long, long time ago. Um, well, not a long time. I'd say like at least eight years. And I picked up the movie in one of those like little cheap bins. It was five bucks. And we watched it and was like, oh man, I ended up enjoying it way more than they did or when, than he did. So, um, and then as he got older, he kind of liked it. But Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. I mean, my son's only four right now. He uh, just turned four. And uh, oh, yeah, man. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, I kept a human being alive for four years. Yay. Yeah, man, big four. I'm trying to get my, you're doing better. I'm trying to get my second one to four, too. So you're doing better than I am so far. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, you have a, I mean, it's cool. You have, so you've got, you got two kids. That's right. That's pretty awesome. Oh, yeah, 10, yeah, 10 and 3. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's a bit of a delay. 10 and 3. 10 and 3. Oh, and by the way, welcome to Succotash. I should probably get that out of the way. <laughs> 
Oh yeah, hello. I just like kind of starting to ro- to roll, and then you know, to just sort of ease it in. But um, I I realized that I hadn't said anything to the to the audience that will be hearing this. Uh, yeah. My guest is Josh Barnes, local comedian, hello. local and hello. also an an import or an implant or what do they call them? A uh, transplant. You didn't transplant. always you didn't always live in Humboldt. I did not. I did not. I uh, actually moved to Humboldt from Riverside. So, yeah, I moved up here from Riverside, California. Um, I was in the military down there. And I left uh, from there. And then I've been here for about uh, eight years now, nine years up here in Humboldt County. Thank you for your service, by the way. Oh, yeah, no problem. I didn't do much, but I (laughs) I appreciate it. Nine years, huh? So let's see. That puts it at, um, uh, let me see, I could do math, 2014? And so yeah, twenty fourteen, twenty. I think I got it twenty fifteen. I could be wrong. I know my son was like two. I think or maybe three, maybe three. Okay, so so we we met in twenty seventeen. Yep, Northtown Coffee, right? Northtown Coffee, yeah. Mm-hmm. I had heard there was a local comedy scene. I had heard your podcast, Just Joshin', and I think I had clipped it for Succotash by that point. Yeah, I need. I should bring that back. I always say that I should bring it back. It was fairly fairly fun thing. I mean, now we do the show, but mm-hmm. well, you're doing a lot. You, or you were doing a lot of uh, open mics and hosting a lot of stuff over the last. Um, well, let's see, it's 2017 again. I could do math. Six years now. Wow, holy criminy! Well, it's not yeah. been a full six years because this is the beginning of 2023. So, right, yeah, right, right. Yeah, I was at the time. I was I was doing a lot um, before COVID happened. I had a good good run of like mics and shows that i was running uh especially up in arcada you know because we're you know the club savage henry comedy club is in eureka so i try to focus in the arcada area mm-hmm. you know so for those people who are like oh 15 minutes drive or an eight minute drive to eureka you know i'm all the way in arcada right now i don't want to make that trip <laughs> so. wow so yeah, I mean yeah, I mean I I hear that a bunch. I get it, you know, but I I hear that a bunch, and so like uh, we would focus our shows up there. We had a pretty good run. We had them, yeah. We had Northtown Coffee on Sundays, on um, Tuesdays. We had Big Fish, uh, Vape Lounge, which we were going to try to bring back mm-hmm. um, until they passed that law, and uh, it's kind of hard to have a vape lounge. Oh, what's the law? Is it like no vaping indoors or something? I think it's like no flavored vape or something like that. Hmm. No flavors or something like that. You can't have any flavors. And so it pretty much makes it hard for the vape. I don't know exactly what it is. but I think it has to do with like uh, they're worried about children being targeted for getting into nicotine addiction and whatnot. That's my understanding. Right. Yeah, I know that. I think. Yeah, I know that. I just mean like I don't know why they had to shut down. Oh yeah, I don't no. Know why they had to exactly shut down the the vape lounge specifically? That's a good but, point. Yeah, right. Like, I mean, yeah, I wanted. To, I was hoping that one would start back up. It's like I just can't laugh if I'm not tasting cinnamon or whatever. <laughs> There's a uh, Jessica used to have a joke where she'd say it's like telling comedy in somebody else's breath. <laughs> you just breathe. <laughs> pretty fun there was um one of uh dana carvey's sons had a uh a talked about vaping and how he's worried about it uh they're they're saying it 
targeting it towards kids. And then he gave two fictional uh, um, flavors, one of which I don't know, but I can give you the second one. And the first one was like, uh, you know, it's like, oh, no, you know, this isn't for kids. You know, it's like, and it, oh, what flavor is that? Oh, it's, you know, caramel ripple fudge surprise or something. And, <laughs> and, then, and then he says, oh, yeah, no, I just got this new one. It's called Santa Claus is Real. <laughs> yeah, that was a kind of uh, funny kids i they might have a podcast soon too anyway sorry um <laughs> it's like the, i you know i just recently um so let's see like literally recently like the most recent recently is i just re-listened to uh petty since 83 again oh man yeah i haven't heard that one in a while i should you should go back and listen to it actually it's up on Bandcamp. Mm-hmm. which yeah. I, I'm also on Bandcamp as well, but it's it's funny because I like go to follow and it's like, you need to create a fan account to, to go with your other one. And I'm like, okay, I could probably do that. And it says, or do you want to have this be your fan account as well? And I'm like, well, now I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, why can't I just hit follow and then you kill two birds with one stone? Yeah. I'm, I'm already a member. So like, why do I now have to make this decision? I'm sure I'll be fine. I'll diagram it at some point and it'll be like, it's fine. I'll do that. I'm um, also, uh, there is the video version or it looks like, I mean, it's really high quality video, like shot on, it looks like a shot on film, uh, on, yeah. on next up comedy. Yes. Which you need yes. an account or something to watch the entire thing, but you do get to preview a certain amount of it. Um, oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I, I think I, well, I mean, I have an account, so like it just plays it for me. So I don't know. Right. But I, um, I do. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking about actually getting it off there soon and putting it on YouTube. Uh, just so it's a lot more accessible and easier for people to get to. You know, take it off, chop it up into little chunks. Oh yeah, and put it out. You know, especially since I've I've now moved on to the second one. So, put on a, like a playlist. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's interesting. So you're like, yeah, you, you you take a a bigger thing and chop it up into little things and put on a playlist. And lately, I just I took uh, <laughs> I've been doing Peppa Pig videos lately. Uh, I mean, uh, there's a video game called My Friend Peppa Pig. And uh-huh. I'm up to six episodes and I put the first five into a compilation. So I'm taking these little things and putting them into one 60 minute compilation. Uh, Cause I realize I watch 60 minute compilations or I put them on so that people that like my kid can be occupied for like an hour and I can right. be with him. But like, you know, it's not like I can walk away, but it's, you know, cause I don't want to, but like it's on, he's happy and I can go, okay, now I can think about other stuff for a bit. All right, let's right. see what I do. And so it's been like Paw Patrol, you know, that's a big one. Um, you watched any Paw Patrol as a as a dad? I have seen enough Paw Patrol. Um, my daughter goes through phases. She's not really into it right now. Right now it's Super Kitties. Oh, um, Super Kitties. Yeah. Is that related? Or, or is it... No, I thought it was, too. No, there's just like... A, oh, no, it's like Cat Pack or something. They got Paw Patrol and Cat Pack. So, okay, so what's Super Kitties? I wonder if my... It's, just, it's like four kitties, and for some reason, they have superpowers. That's it. That's all I know. Okay. Um, and then they have like... Uh, yeah, it's only been like four... Well, what I've seen on Disney is only four episodes. And uh, we've definitely seen all four or eight because, you know, they split them into two. Oh, sure. Um, 
Yeah, but like I'm not sure exactly, you know, why it's so good, but the kids love it. So <laughs> she loves it. She loves that and she loves Bluey. Oh do yeah. You watch Bluey. I we have seen Bluey. It's available on Disney Plus and we do have Disney Plus. So let's see. We experienced Bluey in a hotel room. That's where that's where we get a lot of the new programs. This is where we, uh, I think, saw part of the Paw Patrol movie for the first time was in the hotel room. Because, you know, you got to find stuff that's, like, that's safe for the kids. So it's like, well, it's either this or the Food Channel, which we watch a lot of yeah. anyway. <laughs> yeah, we watch we watched the movie, too. The movie was pretty good. It's not bad. And the animation is, like, a step, you know, many, many, many steps up from the TV show. Yeah. Because right? the TV animation isn't, it's not, you know, it's not Pixar, but it's not bad. And then, like the the movie animation is like kind of Pixar, pretty close. You know, it's 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 up there. It was, it was definitely better than I thought it was going to be. I it's hard for me to to really get into those because I watch all the other like little nerdy stuff about them, uh, like uh, is it the the conspiracy stuff where they talk about like the dogs and how um, Ryder just recycles dogs or something like that like he just he just gets new dogs in from like the shelter and he like the dogs die and stuff and they show all the evidence and like i'll be watching stuff like that so it just ruins it for me like you know that's hilarious that's yeah, it's really i should send you one so you can see it's really fun to watch like do they do stuff like that they do dora oh really oh, Dora. yeah stuff about blues clues there's all kinds of little ones there's a guy who he used to do it with it um God, I can't remember the name right now. I can remember his his name on YouTube, but I can't remember the name of it. Oh, uh, Game Food Theory. Game Theory. Film Theory. Sounds familiar. He does all three of those. He does Film Theory. Um, his name's like Matt Pat or something like that. And he breaks down these... Uh, the, now, because he has a kid, he ends up watching all these kid shows, and now he's just breaking down a bunch of kid shows, and it's really fucking hilarious. It's really uh, introspective, especially for me, like as a comic, because I look at these things. Before that, I would just look at these and be like, yeah, this doesn't make any sense. And this guy is like, literally, <laughs> he's going into the detail, be like, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And here's why. And this is like, holy shit. <laughs> you know, so, wow. It'd be fun yeah, to, it, to get his take on, like, in the night garden or something. It's pretty good. I'll send you his stuff, man. I'll send you one of, I'll send you one of the ones, like, about Paw Patrol or something like that. And, you can see it in like, but he does all, all kinds of stuff. He does a bunch of different stuff. He's actually spoiled a bunch of like Marvel movies before they happened. Oh. And like just different things like that. Like, uh, he's a really interesting guy. He like got millions and millions of subscribers and shit. He's some popular guy, popular, very popular person. It's always nice when a person figures out their gig, huh? Yeah, it is. He's crushing it. It's a lot of that does sound familiar like I, i'm almost positive i've probably seen one of his thumbnails before as i was you know looking around for something to watch um yeah, probably you know i also uh, you know it's not just like the new children's uh entertainment but like i've been rediscovering classic sesame street which is stuff you know i grew up with yeah some good stuff on there yeah, i think i didn't get a lot of sesame street my my son my son did he watched my daughter kind of likes Elmo oh Elmo yeah good lord yeah so Elmo so yeah let's see so I got married in 2003 
And then like one of the only channels that would come in where we were in our part of the apartment we had was PBS or well, it was channel nine up there. So it was, it's like 13 here, but it was channel nine there. And, uh, it was literally called channel nine. You'd go to the mall and there'd be a channel nine store. You could buy like, you know, stuff you could buy in PBS. And I didn't realize that was a thing anyway. So like, that was pretty tight. Yeah. Kind of. So like, be like, Oh, red dwarf. I, they don't show this back home, back home being here. I was living in Washington for 15 years. Anyway. Um, so like, uh, oh God, what was I talking about before PBS? It was, I, it's, this happens all the time. I forget the Elmo. Say again. Elmo. Elmo. So, Elmo. We, so we turn, I turn on the TV in the morning and I look and I'm like, okay, Sesame Street's on. Well, God, I haven't seen this in a while. And then I'm watching it. I'm kind of looking at the clock. I'm like, okay, yeah, it's cool. And then I look up and it's like halfway through the hour and then Elmo comes on. I'm like, oh, cool. And, and Elmo sketch. Yeah, sure. I, I remember hearing that Elmo was a thing. I remember Tickle Me Elmo being a huge deal. I remember that, but Elmo wasn't really a big part of the Sesame Street I watched. And then I'm watching more of him. I'm like, wait, it's just the, just the entire last half of the show is Elmo now. So it's Elmo dominates half of the show now and now being now 20 years ago. So I'm not sure what it's like now, now, but at the time I was like, Oh, okay. Well, I guess, I guess Elmo's the thing now. So, you know, Elmo's got so many spinoffs. It's like Elmo at night. There's all kinds of shit. Elmo's Elmo's a beast. I can't wait till they do an Elmo behind the music because I remember there was a point where I was uh, my kid was listening to like a bunch of Sesame Street songs, mm-hmm. and I was like, man, he's got tracks with like a bunch of people, like a bunch of people, like oh, you yeah. know, like Erica Badu or like Alicia Keys, like you know, Whoopi Goldberg. But back in the day. Uh, he's got he's got songs with you'd be surprised dude, like how many people he has songs with and also like if they ever did a VH, vh1 behind the music on fucking elmo it'd be so tight and then like also there was a phase where elmo was kissing like every girl who showed up he'd be like all right now give me a kiss and he'd like fucking kiss him and i'd be like yo this is this is ripe for for a parody of elmo Oh yeah, yeah. Like it's like Richard Dawson territory. It's like uh, Family mm-hmm. Feud, old, old, old days Family Feud thing. Yeah, I'm like, I can't wait to, I can't wait to roast them one day. I, I wish I, I wish I could do um, an Elmo voice. I used to do, be able to do more high pitched characters, but like it's harder these days. Um, or else, I, you know, I'd probably do an Elmo joke now. Mm. Most of my impressions end up being like of like old dead movie stars, which you know. That'd be fun. <laughs> Which one? What's your favorite? I think probably Christopher Lee. Christopher Lee. Christopher Lee. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I played Dracula in the seventies mm. in Hammer Films. Yeah, it was very. Is I was also Saruman in the Lord of the Rings movies. Saruman the White. Yeah, you've heard of Saruman the White, which is very. How close. do you find out? Hmm? How you find out you can do these voices? Um. Well, you know, it's weird. My, my son and I both have this habit of kind of like hearing something we find funny or interesting, kind of repeating it to ourselves in our own voices. Like, and then like after a while, I, I noticed that my voice will sound close to somebody else's voice. And then I'll kind of like, kind of like lean into it and tune it a little bit. If I think it can be developed into something. Mm. Sometimes I'm like, I feel like I should be able to do this one voice. So maybe let's see. And I'll listen to it a bunch of times and see how close I can get to it. Like Vincent price was one of those. And that's, that's a really difficult one to like, just bust out, but he's got a certain characteristics to his voice. Like, especially, um, certain errors. He's got, he's very 
silky and round. Starts there. It's soft and round, soft and round. Like, like that's kind of the where it goes. And yes, my dear, you know, it's that kind of thing. It's yeah. very um, um, what was it? There was there was a movie called House on Haunted Hill, and like um, he's in it, the original House on Haunted Hill, and um, or is it The Haunting of Hill House? No, it's House on Haunted Hill, and uh. People are walking through a hallway and like blood drips on one of the lady's hands and like one of the people are, are like, oh no, they've marked you. Like the ghosts are going to get you kind of thing, right? And and she says, oh, oh, you know, who would want to haunt me? And then Vincent Price says, I would say any self-respecting male ghost. Mm, that was good. And then they just keep going. And it's like, like that didn't ha- happen. And everybody in is like, it's like they keep going back to the main room and like just drinking and drinking, you know, it's like uh, a lot of drinking going on. But it's not, you know, what are they going to do? Nobody's got like a phone they can check and be like, yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, that's what they had. They had, it was different. Yeah. they had alcohol and they had electricity. Yeah. That was the shit back in the day. That was high. That was high. I mean, it's good stuff. Um, but no, that's like, that's a classic, um, William Castle film. Um, let's see. Do you, uh, do you like any classic black and white movies? No, I don't. Um, I don't, I don't even. I can't even think of like. I'm trying to think of what's the oldest movie that I like. Like I don't even think I like anything that was out before I was born. To be honest, I I was just thinking about that the other day. Like the oldest movie, maybe I think it came out like '83. It was on like the first Ghostbusters. Oh yeah, yeah, that was '84. I was, yeah, was going to say, you've, you've never seen Beverly Hills Cop, then. That's interesting. Because that's like... No, I mean, I, oh, I have seen it. I have seen it. When did that come out? I think that was 83 or 84 as well. That was around that time period. Ghostbusters definitely yeah, I, 84. I've seen Beverly Hills Cop. Like, I, I'm trying to think. I've seen The Golden Child. Oh, yeah. Golden Child's great. Yeah, I think it... I, well, I don't know when The Golden Child came out, but I did like The Golden Child. Um, that Actually, I think that might be the oldest movie. Now that I think about it, but I don't know when that came out. I did like, like I said, I liked Ghostbusters might be the oldest movie. I don't think I like any black and white movies. I don't think I've seen any black and white movies. Interesting. Well, yeah. I mean, Wizard of Oz, does that count? Yeah, it starts in black and white, sure. <laughs> yeah, it's all just, right. Well, and then it's like I, uh, bright, bright colors. I've seen that one. Uh, that's pretty old. That's, don't... It's like 1939, that one, yeah. Okay, well, there you go. Yeah, other than that, I don't think I've actually seen any black and white movies to remember. I feel like we're going to stop, and then I'm like, oh, yeah, I did see this one black and white movie. Sure, yeah, no, it's I'm, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, shit, I don't care. This is going to put you on the spot, I think. Yeah. What's your favorite all-time movie? Oh, boy. Yeah, I was thinking about that the other day. I used to say... And I think I've changed since then, but I used to say uh, was uh, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, which is uh, Elizabeth Taylor, Richard Burton film. And it's a it's a dark comedy. It's Mike Nichols first movie. It's 1968. It's a movie that pretty much got the uh, that sort of like helped kind of kick the um, industry along to create like a movie rating system because it was kind of adult subject matter for the time. But it's just the acting and stuff is so great. So that was the one that was like my favorite for a long time. So anybody say to be like, what's your favorite? It'd be like, it's that. It's definitely that movie. But the more, more I I age, I guess I don't know. I I um I'm starting to gravitate more towards like probably like singing in the rain. I think. Mm. 
because I really do like musicals. And it's one of, I one of the best ones. Hate musicals, I did not know I hated musicals. Really? Uh, I like Grease. Well, Grease is a musical. I like this. Let me take that back. I like the songs. Ah, uh, you don't like the dancing? You part of the musical. <laughs> um, I don't like the concept of a musical. The last one I got talked into seeing by accident was La La Land, and I had no idea it was a musical. Oh. I was so pissed. I was so mad. I was so mad. Um, I don't find they're not like I sing randomly throughout the day. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. I agree with that part. I don't agree with everybody else jumping in uh, and all of a sudden joining into your song like they know what the fuck is going on. And that part is the part that upsets me about the musicals. That's the part every every time you can't get a group of people. Okay, not to be rude, but a group <laughs> of white people to just jump on beat like that. All of a sudden on the song, I call bullshit. I've never seen a group of white people come through on beat out of nowhere. Like, and so because of that, I can't, I can't buy it. I can't do it. A whole group, whole group. randomly, randomly, mm-hmm. a whole group, not one or two, but a whole group. La La Land starts off on the freeway and the, everybody on the freeway is like dancing and shit or something like that. Oh my. There's no way. No way. Well, yeah, I mean, they, uh, there's this uh, thing called I think, diegesis, where it's like um, when music is, like musicals happen when the music with music that's non-diegetic, which means like the music is like part of this magical realism. It's not something that the source of the music isn't an evidence. You know what I mean? This is the one time I can't suspend reality. It's <laughs> <laughs> people just start to that's it. Funny. I can't. This is the one. Give me a giant man, a man who turns into a giant green fucking Hulk. Sure. Mm-hmm. A man with animanium claw. All right. Mm-hmm. A, a group of people who hunt ghosts. Sure. Do you fucking tell me that a group of people are going to start singing and dancing on beat? Oh, no, I will never buy that. I, that's where I draw the line. It's pretty funny. That's where I draw the line. It's like, um, to me, it's like watching, like, I like music videos that have a lot, uh, have dancing in them. And then to me, it's like uh, just, you know, a string of music videos. So, but all set in the same universe, usually. The most, I would say the, the most realistic one that I saw, and I still didn't like it that much, was Guava Island. Oh, yeah. Guava Island was good. I like that. Is that a, that's a musical kind of, right? It's something, yeah. It's, it's definitely... It's definitely got musical elements. Um, That's the closest I would get. I'd call it. I'd call it a musical. Yeah, yeah, because it does definitely. It does have that magical realism, you know. Um, like that. Then it has that like uh, excellent alternate version of This Is America in it. Oh yeah, that was real tight. So that's it's an amazing, amazing video. I'm gonna have to see that again. Yeah, my friend Corey recommended that to me. I think a long time ago because he's a fan of Donald Glover. So yeah, I like Donald Glover too. I like what I've heard. I like, like, I like the uh I like um what he's accomplishing. I wanna say like I don't know him enough to know to be like I like Donald Glover, but I like him the multifacetedness mm-hmm. of what he's doing. I because as somebody who enjoys writing and different aspects, um to see him pursue all of them 
you know, in different ways and like have, you know, like success or even just to pursue them all is really inspiring. So like, you know, like I think about that as a way to be like, yeah, man, maybe I should, you know, continue writing all my different things, you know, they don't have to be in a rush, but they, you know, it doesn't, it just inspires me to like, you know, continue working on that novel, finish off this piece of a sitcom finish off writing a song if you want start working on a beat you know like and so like i like stuff like that um so i find that inspirational about it i don't know him about as personally but like yeah yeah no, no, he seems seems nice i don't know you know a lot of people seem nice though i guess yeah people seem nice. I, I mean yeah i also somebody i know told me they met him and they said he was a dick so oh oh no but yeah, I don't know. I don't like I said, but it also it could just be this person, you know, just be like, yeah, maybe they had a bad incident with them, you know. It's it, you know, yeah. It's it seems like it's the kind of thing that needs like a longer story. Like yeah, like what happened uh, with that, <laughs> without getting into too many details. I heard maybe one or two of them were on drugs, like acid or something like that. Oh my! So so that might be kind of hard to. Like, you know, like, really be yourself, you know? Mm, speaking of magical which, realism. Yeah. So, um, but I don't know. I don't remember if it was him or if it was this person who was on it, but somebody, there was drugs around. Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wink, wink. Uh, <laughs> that's the person who told me. <laughs> allegedly allegedly um yeah. okay let's see so so yeah i was listening to petty since 83 so very recently like right now it's it's the day before valentine's day it's the uh, 13th of february february um Man. february and february yeah um and you had a uh, your second i think it was your second major special um, special well you, yeah it's a comedy special you did a comedy special at savage henry again another one a new one um i did it's called 37 uh with an asterisk mm-hmm. um because i'm actually 39 right now um but the concept came out when i was 37 the idea for it the age 37 in general um but it was just uh you spend 18 years mm-hmm. right being a kid, 18 years being an adult, that's 36. The age 37 is your year to just like figure out what you're going to do. Like, you know, you're either going to grow up, you know, because now you've had enough time to experience both. You're going to grow up or you're going to just, uh, just continue to be a big ass kid, you know? And, uh, yeah, that's where, that's where the inspiration, that's where the idea of the title came from. Uh, let's see. I was trying to figure out when 37. What year was that when I was 37? I feel like it was 2011. It seems right. 2011? I think so. You're, uh, you're, whoa, you, wait, 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 wait. 2011. You're older than me? Oh, significantly. Yes. Well, I mean, I'm not. Significantly? I don't say significantly. I'm, I'm, uh, well, I mean, yeah, let's see. So. I was born in 1974. So, this is nine years. Yeah, I'm gonna be uh gonna be 49 at the end of the month. So, 
Oh man, I'm gonna be 40 this year. I've been thinking about this for the past few months. It's my big 40 birthday. It's pretty, yeah. 49 next month. Yep, Jeez. or as I call it, scraping the underside of 50. Ooh, how did you? How did you like? Uh, how do you like your 40s? You know, the 40s were they were fine. You know, there was a. Uh, it was um. <laughs> it was probably by most. Um, well, no, I'd say between 35 and 45 was probably my most intensely creative period. Probably. Because, mm-hmm. um, like, you know, when I'm 35, I'm like, I'm going to be 40. And then when I was 40, I'm like, I'm going to be 45 or so, whatever it is, you know. And I put out yeah. a song uh, called Hey, I Don't Mind when I was 41, I think. Because I knew mm-hmm. it was about, you know, being okay with uh, how how crazy it feels to be a person sometimes. <laughs> oh yeah, I feel that. Yeah, and as you know, it's a song. Song I sing on it. You know, it's not. You know, it's uh, it's it was one of the. It was also the time a time when I was like, okay, I've got the technology to capture an okay vocal performance recording wise. Um, you know, nothing about necessarily my ability to sing, but like the actual making an okay recording and marry it with the <laughs> the audio that I'm producing in my digital audio workstation, and then making it not sound like utter crap. And then putting that out. So I was like, oh, it's a good time for that. Let me, let me put that out. And then, um, and then like at 44, um, it's, let's see, was it 44? 2019, 20, in 2019, I was about to turn 45. So at the end of 44, uh, Jareth was born and then I turned 45 a month later. So, so that, rest that part of my 40s has been being a dad and that part's all great you know i mean aside from the constant anxiety yeah, <laughs> which, yeah. which my understanding yeah, is that never goes away constant, <laughs> yeah outside of the constant tiredness it's pretty fun oh yeah i don't you know actually i don't even mind being tired it's the it's the anxiety <laughs> well yeah well i mean yeah i mean the exhaustion exhaustion from that that can be fucking oh yeah no you're right yeah absolutely that and fucking wear you out like that that time i've never experienced the level of tiredness that i've experienced in that sense is what i'm saying like it's the the amount of mental things that you also have to facilitate and like take care of with a child you know mm-hmm. factor in what they know and don't know and like understand like it's, that can also be tiresome I was uh, talking to um, at your show, by the way. I think it was between shows because uh, I st- I watched both um, the early show and the late show. Oh man, I got something to tell you about that too. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, after you finish your story, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh no, it's fine. I was I just wanted to so like I was talking to Trevor Lockwood between shows. I think it was mm. between shows, and uh, uh, we were talking about various things. And he was, you know, he has his jokes about not having kids and whatnot. And he asked me how I was having a kid, and I was like, well, you know, it's like. Um, like uh, you ever see the born identity where it's like Matt Damon's in the cafe mm-hmm. and he's like, um, he doesn't understand why he's tuned the way he is. Cause he doesn't have, you, have you seen the born identity, Josh? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so he's like, why do I, you know, I, I know that there's, I know that there's three doors in this building. I know that that person has a knife in their boot. I know that person over there is, yeah, you know, it's like that except like, okay, so that could kill my child. That could kill my child. There's a, there's an exposed wire over there. There's a corner of a table. Yeah. That's his head height. There's a, you know, so it's basically that so much less fun in that regard. So it's like yeah. Jason Bourne, except, uh, except that could kill my child stuff. Yeah. 
Uh, and that is, that can be pretty exhausting. Yeah. So that was, that was the, me trying to, uh, give back the ball from what you said, rather than just yeah. talk about something not related. So, which oh yeah. No, I, I completely, trust me. I completely understand and I completely get it. Like I do the same thing where it's like, Oh, I hope everything's going to be okay. I hope I don't look away for a second. And something happens. You know? <laughs> it's like, I had one job, one job, <laughs> yeah. one job with millions of little jobs. <laughs> Yeah, well, maybe not millions, but... Hello, friends. Bill Haywatt here to tell you that sometimes it's not your pants, but what's in your pants that's important. And when the contents of your trousers is a pair of Henderson's Bivouac briefs, your privates couldn't be in better hands. Henderson's Pants is, of course, world-renowned for their pants and trousers. But we believe in building lower body garments from your bottom on up, which means it's high time that we get into the underwear game as well. And what better way to announce to the world that we're ready to get into your pants than with Henderson's Bivouac Briefs? These are not just some wimpy, wispy man panties. No siree, Bob. Henderson's Bivouac Briefs are woven from 100% Kevlar and are made with everything you need when getting home is not an option. Whether you're spending the night with a friend, or a week away on a business trip, Henderson's patented multi-pocket technology gives you more than a dozen places to stow your junk in your trunks. A toothbrush, a razor, dental floss, a shoehorn, a fountain pen, a couple of plums, a ripe banana, the only limit to the things you can carry in your Henderson's bivouac briefs is your imagination and any applicable local law. Originally designed for MacGyver, inspector Gadget and the professor from Gilligan's Island, Henderson's Bivouac Briefs are just the ticket when you want to play hide the salami and really mean it. That's Henderson's, makers of manly unmentionables since 2013, and now back to Suckatash. Thank you, Bill Haywatt. We now return you to my conversation with Joshua Barnes, already in progress. Um, so yeah, you were saying something about the, the, the shows. Oh, yeah. So, um, at my, you know, I do this at the second show, mm-hmm. um, the gig about the orgasmic birth, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm doing that. And, mm-hmm. and uh, the lady in the front, the lady in the front row raises her hand. I don't know if you remember that. Right? I do. I, yeah. And uh, she had had an orgasmic birth. That's what she said. I had, yeah, I didn't pick up on that at first. And uh, but I did notice that the guy next to her was very embarrassed, which I assumed was her husband. Mm-hmm. Right? And, yeah. Uh, and later on, uh, after the show's done, I actually took pictures with these people. This is the part that's crazy. I took pictures with these people, mm-hmm. both of them, Patrick. Uh, the local guy who takes pictures around here, he has pictures of him. Mm-hmm. Um, they took pictures with me near the wall and everything. They talked to talked to him after the show, and uh, I see uh, my godfather who came to visit. He's outside talking to who I presume is the wife and like flirting. And I'm like, oh, you know, that's dangerous, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also noticed that the guy inside is a little bit flirty too, you know. So I'm like, okay, maybe they have some kind of understanding open open relationship kind of thing you know mm-hmm. uh i talked to my godfather and my mom the next day turns out 
that that lady and that guy were uh daughter son or not daughter son, mother da- mother mother son so it was her it was her son that's why he was and that was her and that was her son who had the orgasmic birth he was the orgasmic birth i see and he was finding out at the show that's pretty funny and that's why he was so embarrassed in the front row. <laughs> but I was like, dude, I was like, if you're ever, and I came back to the mic the next day. So if you're ever wondering if you're in the right place at the right time, I was like, I told that joke so many times over the years. I've ran into somebody who's had an orgasmic birth. I've never ran into somebody who had one and the person who was responsible for it. We're both in attendance. And it was the one time it was recorded. And it's a video because we also do a video too. And I was like, you can't tell me that these things don't happen. You're like, if this isn't a sign that I'm in the right in the right place at the right time, that was the that's the ultimate sign. Especially because I didn't I didn't have any clue till the next day that that's actually what was happening. So that was actually pretty exciting too. That's fantastic. I think they they call that serendipity. Yeah, they, yeah, it was beautiful. I was like, if you're ever wondering, the universe has you in the right place. That was a beautiful sign for me. That's fantastic. It's funny because my I was sitting, I think uh, I'm gonna say two rows behind her, maybe. And mm-hmm. um, you, you, I think you asked her to describe it, and she said it was like magical or something like that. And in my head, I turned to nobody, you know, because I, I I don't know anybody there. And I kind of turned to somebody and said, I'm not sure she understands the question to my, to myself, <laughs> but that's just, yeah. the, that's just the way it felt at the time. And I was like, uh, maybe she does. Maybe and it's like, maybe she's drunk. And I was like, Oh no, 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 she's serious. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's like, those crowd interactions are always fun. You just never know exactly what you're going to get. And like, I you know you try to you try to practice for those those moments where you're just like I don't really understand what you're saying right now but I understand enough to go past and continue moving you like like you know you have your fallback answers or your your side answers and stuff that you you know like you can go to and be like oh this is what somebody else said but like that interaction I'll always remember that for the rest of my life and it was like a beautiful beautiful moment that's fantastic it, it could be uh it could be um uh, i don't know what would that be five ten minutes in your next special maybe and it's possible yeah we were thinking about putting it as a i did want to put an actual post-credit scene uh in the in the video um and so we're talking about it my original post-credit scenes was going to be something completely different but we we're thinking about doing a post-credit scene uh, and having them come on and have it be just the audio of me explaining what just happened. Perfect. So, yeah, that's what we're talking about. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens. So, did Alec Cole direct this one as well? Uh, no, this one was not. This Alex. one was... Uh, no, it's Alec. Um, oh, it is Alec. It says Alex yeah. on um, on Next Up Comedy. And then I remembered, yeah, it is Alec because his Instagram is a lick hole. And it's, yeah. it's Alec. So <laughs> they must have messed it up. Um this one was recorded by um Lauren Brenner. 
Um, and we had a few other cameras too. Um, but what we're going to do, I'm actually going to have it edited by uh, Chris's daughter, mm-hmm. uh, Phoebe. I mean, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Not Phoebe, uh, oh my goodness, I'm drawing a blank right now. Not Phoebe, um, Haley, sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so she's going to actually do the editing for it and uh, put it together. So I'm probably going to also put that one out in portions too, the same way that I'm planning on doing uh, Petty Sense 83. Cool. Um, that way people can get to it and you know get to the you know small small pieces and stuff i feel like i should know this but are you are you on tiktok um no okay i i i go on there every now and then to look at it but no i'm not actually on it okay because yeah, i i am on tiktok i put a lot of game clips on there um um and there's some fun stuff on there but that would be a good that would be a good place to put like short form stuff to kind of like see how it does, you know, cause you get a pretty, know, pretty fast response, you know, I mean, like, that's what I, go ahead. I heard, I just get, I'm not, I'm very poor at getting on social media. I'm very like, you know, I'm not good. I'm not good at sharing, uh, like, and so, and that's always been a very like, uh, critical thing or like oh yeah you need to post more on social media you need to have more stuff out and I would uh, just I just don't like to <laughs> I'm just not a social person and so I end up like I want to do TikTok I think I could I would have fun I just don't want to people to I don't want to do TikTok well you know I don't know how to explain it like <laughs> I'd, I'd like to do it mm-hmm. I just don't want to be committed to doing it. Oh yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, no, I mean, I uh, I don't put out things every day. I, but I, uh, I the more I put out, the better they do. So that's 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 good enough. Well, yeah, I know, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's that's what I feel like. I need to go into it. Like, I need to launch into it. I I I feel like I couldn't just be like, I'm gonna do one or two. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'd be like, I have to do three and I had to do another one and I had to keep going like that kind of thing. I hear, I, I totally, yeah. Cause like I started putting up, like I said, I was putting up game clips and like, um, uh, I, I tried game like one or two here and there. And then I thought, well, what if I do a combination release campaign with like, I'll do these, I, I have dark, this video game called dark souls. And I've been playing that and I put uh, like, why don't I, as I'm editing the the one for YouTube, pick out like a few clips that I would put up on TikTok. You know, a minute here, thirty seconds there. If it's just something that you know might be a little preview for people, because yeah. if I put that clip on YouTube, it's not a good chance that you know it's going to be seen. It's too short. But but TikTok is made for short form stuff. So I basically would do it. So I'd, I'd put out a clip. I, I you know first I made sure that I had them. I put my little you know www.tysoncenter.com at either the top or the bottom so that people at least see it. And then, uh, and know it exists because, like, how else are they going to know it exists otherwise? And, um, then I'll, so I'll put it out and then I just won't look at TikTok for like hours and hours and hours. And I'll look back occasionally, see if it did okay. And usually there'll be a bit where, where it'll start to, to, you know, bloop, 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 bloop. And then it kind of reaches the plateau and then just sort of stops. I'm like, well, if I can put one out in the morning and then one out in the evening and then put one out in the next morning, put one out in the next evening, and then that, you know, that's good for a while then that's still something, but like that gives me like a, that gives me more of a game plan because if I just go, well, what am I going to do? Like if I'm still in the, what am I going to do phase and it's just not going to get done or it's going to seem like 
a lot more work than it actually is. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's fun figuring that kind of thing out being like, Oh, it's not that much work. I just have to do it. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's like that with a lot of things is like, once you finally get into the rhythm, like I really want to do YouTube videos. I, and then like, and like actually make them and produce them and like i i've even like at this point was like i want to do i'll just figure out how to do my own like music videos like i want to figure out how to do my own like you know something mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know because i'm kind of trying to get other people to do it but or to help me out but like i feel like it's such a daunting task every time i look at these things I'm like ah oh, god it's so much work you know, and then I have to edit, you know, like, and it's so much work, but it's, it's like, I know that once I started something, mm -hmm. it would probably be like, oh yeah, but like that initial, like, uh, you know, oh, it's struggle, you know, it's kind of hard to get past sometimes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's a wonder that I've put out anything ever. <laughs> well, I'm proud. Hey man, I'm proud of you, man. You're going hard and like, I'm super, that's super tight. Thanks. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, you know, if you ever obviously if you need any help on any of these things or if you want, you know, just, you know, to throw some ideas around or whatever, I'm always available. Usually I'm usually available for that. I should say, you know, yeah, I can make time. I can totally make time. Like, yeah, uh, well, I've, you know, I've shot you a few ideas uh, a few times. It just it is, again, just a matter of, OK, now put it, execute it. You know, like, you know, going mm -hmm. into that part, not being busy, you know, with comedy and kids and stuff so sure i mean i like having i like having the live conversations too because i feel like uh i feel like those are usually more fruitful than like a text or two because that can be kind of open-ended sometimes you know it's, it's harder to like nail something down it's also kind of hard to like i'm also not very social but you know i i will you know with with certain people i will uh i will do more of that you know yeah yeah i've been trying to make it a point to try to like i need to be in better contact with certain people more you know and like you know respond when people talk to me more i've i've become more of a shut-in uh in the social sense you know like uh like responding I, I like just phone stuff you know you can catch me at the club i'll be at the club you know like that kind of thing you know but like mm -hmm. as far as responding and like social media and text messaging and stuff has been really bad for me recently. It's horrible. Horrible. I, I hear you. It's a lot to juggle. It can be, you know, it very much can be. There's a lot going on. And it's like, you know, mm -hmm. I, just keep, I just keep my head down and keep trying to put out videos just so like, you know, I'm up to over 250 now of just gaming videos on my YouTube site. Yeah, dude, that's tight. That's I'm really, hey man. I remember when you first started. I'm really proud of you, man. Like, thank you. It's been five years. Little, yeah, so yeah. You've been grinding. Gotta, I mean, gotta have a back catalog, you know. Yeah, that's true. Um, it's yeah. I mean, it's I don't know if people <laughs> if people have any interest whatsoever in my personality. That's that's where they're gonna figure it out. Is if they see yeah. my videos. <laughs> <laughs> be like now nah, this guy's really not for me it's like well at least you you know at least you saw and you figured it out you know that's good yeah. or no this is this this is okay and it's like well good good okay is good too <laughs> yeah i can tolerate this that's all i'm going for i'll tolerate this enough all right that's good that's all i'm asking i'm just happy that people like the peppa pig videos and by the way by people i mean children because i they're they're made those videos are made for kids specifically 
So yeah. I can't, you know, I can't do any kind of advertising on them. I don't put my website, you know, up on there or anything, or like, I don't go, Hey, watch antisocial show or whatever, any of that stuff. I just, you know, it's just, hi, welcome back to my channel. This is my Peppa Pig video. And then at the end, it's like, thank you for watching. Be decent to each other. See you next time I do this. Bye. And which, you know, and that's it. There's no, please go to da 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 And please blah, 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 blah. Or, you know, maybe like and subscribe. That's, that's, that's the extent of it. And, um, you see, that's what you, and that's why you're a good guy. Other people would, would, would definitely be like, no, go watch my other stuff. But like, um, I can still put, you know, I can always put a clip up on TikTok for that purpose. And that, cause that's, that's open to a wider audience. I just don't want to like, yeah. you know, sell directly to kids. If they like my personality, they do. If they don't, they don't. It's really kind of more about, <laughs> do I seem threatening or do I seem, you know, just like a guy who's trying to see if, <laughs> if these games will be good for his kid or not. You know, it's like, and I, I say that, you yeah, know, I'm playing yeah. this cause I want to like, I'd like my, my son would like to play these eventually. I want to make sure these are, you know are okay and also i really like extremely violent video games and i can't really play those around my kids <laughs> which yeah, is yeah that's why I, that's why i play a lot of like 2k and stuff like that like sports stuff yeah, yeah. i think the most violent um, thing i play around uh jareth is probably minecraft and that's barely you know barely mm. and that's because you got to hit zombies and spiders with swords and whatnot but he's like completely unfazed by it he's just like oh, yeah yeah that's what you do. You can even you can even play it a little <laughs> bit now. You know, he's oh he's been playing. Yeah, uh, he also likes Slime Rancher. Did you ever you ever see or play Slime Rancher? I feel like I never a, actually played it. My kids into Minecraft though. My son was really big into Minecraft for quite a bit. He's doing a uh, Pokemon now. Oh, cool! Is that Switch or um? Yeah, he's doing the Switch. Yeah, I am a Switch like two Christmases ago. And, uh, yeah, this year he kind of picked it up a little bit more and now he's been playing a lot of Pokemon. So he's a little bit, he's now he's like older, you know, double digits and he's in middle school now, you know? So like mm-hmm. things are kind of shifting for him, you know, getting close to that teenage, teenagey kind of life where, you know, I could see him doing sports and playing video games and hanging out, you know? That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, at some point, my son's got to make friends. Right, it'll happen before you know it. Yeah, I hope so. He's a, he is a nice kid. It'll happen before you know it, man. I'm telling you, this time flies. Yeah, absolutely. Tem- time Tempest Fugit. Flies. Have you heard the theory of, like, the older you get, the faster time goes? Um, or where it seems like the faster time goes? I don't know that I've heard the theory, but it's definitely something I've suspected. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is you should. Uh, I don't, yeah, that's another thing. I see if I can find that one too. But yeah, it's just like everything feels way faster. Feels like collapsed. Here. Things are yeah. collapsing together. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think it's also like you understand time differently too. So. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, that is. Um, yeah, that that probably that's another thing that started. You know, getting closer to forty was like that sort of understanding <laughs> yeah. the time was collapsing. Well, I watched this movie called Synecdoche, New York some years ago. And that's essentially what's happening to the person in the film is like, it's just this sort of collapsed version of essentially his, his uh, early middle age to the end of his life. And it's, Who, it's hmm? who's in that one. I feel like I heard the name of that one. I've heard that one before. Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. 
It's a weird movie, right? It is at first, but once you kind of like get with the rhythm of it, I mean, yeah, it's not, I mean, it's definitely, it's, it's not like one that has like a, <laughs> it is weird in the sense that it's not like an obviously like, um, I'm trying to think what's not a weird movie, like a rom-com kind of like, you know, ABC, you know, would so, you say it's on like Mulholland drive level? Oh, you know, I haven't seen that particular David Lynch one. How's that? Is that, is that pretty out it's there? Pretty fucking gnarly. I've only seen it once, and I have a million questions <laughs> still to this day that haunt me. Um, <laughs> I saw I just I saw it in Japan. Like a friend just put it on. And was like, you have to watch this, and we watched it. And I was like, what the fuck? Like it, it was literally the because she was like, you like mysteries, right? And I was like, yeah. She's like, let's watch this one, see if you can figure this out. And I was I couldn't figure out. I didn't understand anything that was happening in the movie. And I was like, what's that giant rat? What is that? Why are they small? What's happening? And I was just like, what the fuck is happening here? And to this day, no answers. No answers. That's fascinating. Yeah, I got to see that. I do like David Lynch's movie, so I got to see that one. Um, I've seen actually most of his films, or, uh, I think. Definitely more than half of them. Um, Honestly, but, I don't even... You'd have to name them for me. I just... Um, Eraserhead? Nope. Uh, the Elephant Man. Mm. Blue. Wait. Puppy. Oh yeah. Wait. Mm. Wait. What's the Elephant Man about? That one's actually more a straight ahead movie. That's about the uh, there's a a man named John Merrick in the late 1800s, I think, and he had uh, elephantitis like all over his body. Mm. And it's okay. a it's a true story. It's actually pretty sad, but it's a. You I feel know, like I've heard of that one. It's a good movie. I don't remember if I've actually seen it. It's not really typical David Lynch. It's uh, especially when you compare it to Eraserhead, which was like right before that. <laughs> and then uh, he follows it up mm. with like, I'm thinking was Blue Velvet his next movie? Maybe. Blue Velvet was certainly his next hit. Uh, and that's one with like um, Dennis Hopper and Kyle MacLachlan and Laura Dern. And uh, it's really beautifully shot. And it's just so unsettling and creepy at times. It's a great movie. Uh, Did you do Donnie Darko? Oh, Donnie Darko. Yeah, I have seen Donnie Darko at least once. That was interesting. Is that him? No, no. So you asked if he did Donnie Darko. Sorry. Um, no, it's um that I do know who I I, I did used to know who did that though. His name is Richard something. I think he's the same guy who directed Southland Tales and uh, the Box. I think it was called the Box. Mm -hmm. Franklin yeah. Frank Langella with some like part of his cheek missing in it. I'm like I'm not good at names. Uh, it's that's that's okay. It's there's really no. It, it's my mutant power. <laughs> like um, so it, it's one of the most useless mutant powers <laughs> is being being good at movie trivia of a certain era. You know, you know whose movies I do like, mm. and weirdly enough, I've liked almost every one as much as people have hated like most of them. Hmm. M. Night Shyamalan, or whatever his name is, I love all of his movies. You know, all the ones uh, I've seen, I haven't, I haven't disliked them. I, I've read all the critiques and I watch them, and I'm still like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm here for it. And like, people were like, they're dumb, and like, you know, he lost it after Signs, and you know, and I, was, I think it was Signs or whatever. But like, I like all of them. I think some of them are kind of dumb, but I still enjoy watching them. Oh yeah, they're always interesting. I mean, that's my favorite. my favorite Lady in the Water. Have you seen that one? Yeah. Lady in the Water is a great movie. 
It's weird, it's but it's, it's, it's really good. It's like, he makes movies that are like long Twilight Zone episodes. Yeah. So, that I mean, was really weird. It's very weird. Bryce Dallas Howard, Paul Giamatti, um, that one guy. <laughs> Sorry, Bob Balaban. That one guy. That one guy. <laughs> the other person. I like it when, yeah, like, what was the big reveal? He was the healer or some shit? Like, yeah, the butterflies were around him all the time or some shit? Like, it was a... something like that, yeah. I think the big reveal was that, oh, it's not a dream. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it wasn't a big, big ass fucking big reveal is that everything is actually happening. Yeah. <laughs> all the weird shit is actually happening. Because you know what I thought the twist was? I thought the twist was going to be that Paul Giamatti died in the pool. Ooh, yeah. Because remember, he almost drowns in the thing, right? That's right. I was like, and now the rest of the movie is just his brain ready to die. Essentially, he's you know, that's that's what I thought. So like the whole time, I'm like, okay, this is probably what's going to be. Let's see how, let's see how Jacob's ladder effed up this gets, or is it going to be okay? And then I was like, this is actually really odd but charming. Yeah, yeah, that's the feeling I got. It was like it wasn't like it was just a a fun movie. It wasn't like it didn't take us. It wasn't like. If you look at it as just a movie that's trying to be like whatever, as opposed to like, oh, this is a movie. Like it didn't have the the twist. Like you said, the twist was that it was just real. <laughs> it's what it seemed to be, but yeah, like that's what it was. Like all his other movies, the twist was like, oh, you know, this is the you know the village is really just a reservation, you know, like or some shit like mm-hmm. that. And uh, what was the other one? Like uh, the science, they get hit by water, and like you know, like um. Um, all that shit and this one was just like no it's actually just a fucking giant bird that's gonna pick up this chicken just dip like you know and you never really see the bird either that's the other thing too you just see like the bird just kind of briefly come in swoop and then like dip and the bird had some kind of like well it's yeah it was like folklore basically all the things were like folklore based and I guess it was like no all this folklore is is right is true or whatever yeah yeah so now I want to go watch it I tried to find it again the other day it's like you have to buy it it's like hard to find anywhere. I think that one's probably worth having in the library. Yeah, I'm gonna I wanna keep that one forever. I like I enjoy that one. Like I said, it's just a weird ass movie. Um I actually thought After Earth was pretty decent. That, yeah, I take you I take that back. That's the only one I haven't seen. Oh really? Uh, that is the only one I haven't seen, and I heard that that one was the worst. <laughs> That's what they everybody said about Lady in the Water. Was that it was the yeah. worst one. Like every new, hear, every I, one he does is like the worst one. Although now they hear, I hear Knock at the Cabin's actually getting a lot of positive reviews. But I has I, it already came out yet? I think it's out. Yeah, it really. I just it it really makes me uncomfortable. The the uh, the premise that's in the trailer. Like I hate those kind of like situations, <laughs> like uh, yeah. hostage situations that are like you know that kind. Of, well, I mean, anybody who's seen the preview knows that people have to make a particular choice or else dot 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 i think the twist i think the twist i haven't seen it i think the twist in this one is going to be like some kind of uh like a what was a cabin in the woods where like the the creatures were real yeah well they yeah they were and real like but they were going to really split the earth apart or some shit if they don't do it cabin in the woods that was a good one yeah like well if you like horror movies that was a good one i haven't actually seen it i just know what happened not because it's a horror movie but because if you like horror movies, it's for people who like horror movies. <laughs> yeah, that's what I heard. Is you'd be that's like, why I, I want to watch it. It's it is quite it is actually pretty good. That's I'm due for a rewatch on that one. I used to be so into horror movies because I love the um, special effects makeup and whatnot, or the um, 
like watching John Carpenter's The Thing and being like, oh, how'd they make that? You know? Yeah. I was, I stopped being into him um, after, I think it was Cabin Fever. Oh, it was the one where they, their skin was just coming off and shit. Yeah, I'm not. Did you see that one? Yeah, I have not seen that one, but I did decide to watch the, you know, his, it's an Eli Roth film, and I watched um, Hostel. And after that, I'm like, yeah, that I'm good. Too. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I get that this is a well-made film. I just don't want to watch any more of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one, that one was pretty tough. The, yeah, the cabin. Yeah. I think it was a, like a scene where somebody, a girl, something was happening to their skin. Their skin was like peeling off or something. And a girl went to shave her legs. And I was just like, oh my God. Uh, like and it was just literally pulling her skin off mm-hmm. with his razor and I was like I can't I can't you know yeah I watch oh do, do you watch the last of us not yet no but I will I actually really want to play the game I hear I've, you I tried it I sucked at it and so now I'm just watching the show mm, I hear it's great with the game or the show the show both but by the show specifically I hear that that's good the show, yeah, the show is pretty good. The game is pretty hard for me, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm also like, I suck at like shooting games, mm. really bad at shooting, which is ironic because basketball, I'm really good at, it, and that's all you do is shoot in that one. But other than that, mm. uh, I'm really bad at shooting games, like horrible. And um, like, I, I even when I play like Call of Duty, I'll just play the campaign or some shit and like have the assist on like you know like i suck hmm. i suck really bad at it um it's a it's a game that i have to dedicate time to to be good at you know which sucks for me because i don't have that kind of time i hear you um i find that i think the borderland series has probably helped like improve my first person shooter skills because it's it kind of it sort of levels as you go so like as long as you don't stray too far into an area where there's uh, foes that you can't <laughs> can't take, kill because they're too too tough. As long as you you know kind of follow the the path of the story around the open areas, you you uh, start to become you know better at it. Also, there's some in-game mechanics where uh, the more you use a weapon, the easier it becomes to use it as a mechanic of the game, not just as a person playing the game, but it also like improves your in-game skill. So That's like, yeah. So you'd be like sniping, and it's like your gun. At first, your gun, your, your sight will be going like this, you know, just a little bit, and it's enough to where it's like, you know, yeah, okay, yeah. calm down, you know. And you wish you could like take a breath and hold it. Anyway, but as you get better, there's less of that. So it's even because you're not doing it. You're not doing it with your thumb. It's doing that, you know. Oh, I see. What you're saying like you, it's. But it's making you seem like you're doing it. Right. And then uh, the better you, the more you, you play it, the less of that there is. So it becomes, it scales, like all your skills scale, which is pretty cool. Um, and so that kind of like, that's like training. Because I, I, I don't know, I, I do like first person shooters, but particular ones, like more than others. Um, Resident Evil 4, third person shooter, great game. Um, probably controls like, uh, similar probably to last of us in the sense where it's like you're pushing a, a you know a full person around the screen and then also attempting to shoot and various games mm-hmm. handle that in different ways sounds like yeah i would definitely suck at that game did i say the last of us i did say that didn't i 
Mm-hmm. Okay, I was worried that I said another game and was thinking of The Last of Us. Well, that, 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 that's happened before. I've listened to recordings in the past and been like, oh, that's not what I meant to say. I meant to say the other thing. Uh, anyway. The Last of Us, I, I selected that game pretty hard, and I was just like, that's cool. I'm just going to go ahead and send it back and get something else. <laughs> well, uh, a subscription service or... Um, no, I just think about the game stuff. I was thinking just got something different. So you do PlayStation? I, did, I, I had a PlayStation. Oh, I still do, actually. I have a, I have a PlayStation 2. Uh, or not 2. I also have a PlayStation. Um, I'm an Xbox guy mostly, though. Um, like, predominantly, and I think mostly just because, like, um, when I switched over, it was like, oh, I, I play a bunch of sports on here and you know i got used to playing sports in there me and my friends would always play on this one system and then as i played just you know my friends kind of dropped out mm-hmm. of playing stuff or switch services it's like oh i'm just cool i'm already here so um but i do have a playstation uh i have i have the new one too i just haven't hardly gotten a chance to play with anybody so the whole thing was to get it uh, actually before my surgery, so that, that way I could use it to play online. I have a friend, like I said, a few friends who play PlayStation. So. Mm-hmm. Um, suck at shooting games. Yeah, it's like I've been. I occasionally I'll hop on and play Fortnite, and I've had uh, moderate success with it, but it's different than like your average. It's not a first-person shooter, but it does kind of feel like it sometimes. It's you know your third-person kind of thing, but. Don't you have to like build shit in there? You can, but you don't have to. Like, um, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I don't rely on that mechanic too much. Although I know it's really kind of like a, it's a, it is a main thing. Um, well, there's the the battle royale mode, like where you're, you know, dropped in a bunch of, when there's a bunch of people, and you know, you're trying to be last one standing, and people will definitely like they mine resources like trees and rocks and stuff, and then they can build walls. They just—it's like you kind of, kind of go flip, flip with your thumb, and and then there's like a, this is where your wall would go if you let you know if you remove your finger from the button, and then you kind of do that, and then it goes, and becomes a a wall. And people have gotten really good at doing that because when somebody's running at you and shooting, you can kind of go wall, and then be like, okay, now yeah. what am I going to do next? Um, but can we, they just shoot down the wall or what? Yeah, you can damage it, but it takes a it takes a few shots. So like you know, it's it's you you can get like if you you get pretty interesting reactions from people where you can like kind of like you can snipe at them and then immediately see them like being like you know first of all they're like where's it coming from but you'll be like you'll see wall 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 they'll put like a few up at a time and then figure out what their next move is and seem like peeking out and stuff that's kind of it is that is actually a pretty fun game fortnite um i'll have to go back and play that again um probably for a video because like if I'm going to play, it's for videos. Um, yeah. Vampire Survivors. There's a fun game. It's one Vampire st- Survivors? Yeah, it's a one-stick, twin-stick shooter. <laughs> like, you know, twin-stick... Twin st- well, twin-stick shooters are like... So you use your right thumb to move the character... Sorry, you move your left your left thumb to move the character around, and you move your uh, right thumb to shoot in whatever direction you're doing. That's that's your, your general twin-stick controls. Games like uh-huh. Geometry Wars and smash tv you remember smash tv <laughs> from the arcades yeah yeah so that's that's your twin stick shooter so vampire survivor okay. is a one stick twin uh, <laughs> shooter where you're basically you're just moving the character around the screen and the attacks are built in and then you like level up the attacks and the buffs as waves and waves of enemies come at you and it's pretty much just 
avoid the enemies, get experience points, level up, see how long you can last, uh, die, collect the money that you got, put it into your upgrades, start another run, try again, basically. And it's it's addicting, it's, but it's fun. Mm. There's a couple of videos up on my site if people are interested in seeing, um, in seeing that. But, Josh, where could people find you? Um, Josh Barnes is mental on Instagram. Um, Josh Barnes on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Betty since eighty three. Bandcamp. Um, musically, if you want to check that out, um, Josh Barnes. Um, I think our mental the beast, mm-hmm. something like that. Um, and where else? Physically, this the comedy club. Uh, you know, always there, 415 Fifth Street. Uh, if I'm not there, I'm, there's a chance I could be out of town. Check. Maybe I'm in your city. I'll be in Mount, actually be in Mount Shasta. I mean, probably, I don't know when this will get released, but I'll be in Mount Shasta on the 18th. So, well, let's see. This will be released uh, on the 28th, probably. Okay. Because I, I, so, yeah, I was in Mount Shasta already. All right. So, uh, yeah. Well, and it was an amazing show because I know it. Of course it was. Why, yeah. why wouldn't it be? It was a great, it was a great, amazing show. I'm excited to do that one. Yeah, I'm a, I actually got booked as a feature, and they want me to still do 30 minutes for some reason. So, okay. It's great. All right. Yeah. All right. You got it. So. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to uh, to come on the program. Oh, no problem, man. Thanks for having me. And that was my chat with Josh Barnes. Again, you can find his first comedy special in audio format over at joshbarnescomedy.bandcamp.com and you can watch it for the time being by going to watch.nextupcomedy.com His socials are at ebonypegasusx3 on Twitter that's capital E-B-O-N-Y capital P-E-G-A-S-U-S-X and the numeral 3 Josh Barnes is mental on Instagram that is all lowercase J-O-S-H-B-A-R-N-E-S I-S-M-E-N-T-A-L and Joshua Barnes on Facebook. Next episode is 346, which will be helmed by Mark Hershon, and I have no idea what he has in store for you, aside from the assumption that it will either be a clips episode or a chats episode. But even that can change. By the time you hear this, I will have had my birthday already, and likely I will have already begun my hunt for clips, or perhaps another chat, that I will present to you in about two weeks from then, for episode 347. And that's the best prediction I can make for the near future. Will there be new episodes as we make our way to our 12-year mark this coming April? Most likely. Will we have an actual sponsor by then? Who can say? Will I be galloping towards 50? With any luck. At any rate, you can go to www.tysonsinner.com to find easily clickable links to my other content, including Antisocial Show, and entirely other soundcasts that I co-host with Hunter Block, Tyson Singer Gamer, a video podcast that I make for my YouTube channel, and some of the music that I've been making over the years. Thank you for listening. Be decent to each other. Consider leaving a five-star review of our program if you enjoy any part of what we provide for you at no additional cost to you. And should someone happen to inquire, perhaps completely randomly, if you have heard anything good or interesting lately, and this program leaps to the forefront of your consciousness, mentioning us in that moment really helps us out. It's what we mean when we gently remind you to please pass the succotash. You've been listening to Suckatash, the comedy soundcast soundcast, with your host, 
Tyson Saner. Brought to you by Henderson's Pants and... Imagine your company's name right here. Rate us and review us at Apple and Google Podcasts. Find us on the web at SuckatashShow.com. On Stitcher. On iHeartRadio. On YouTube. On SoundCloud. And wherever fine soundcasts are streamed and or downloaded. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Show. Like us on Facebook. Email us at T-Y-S-O-N at SuckatashShow.com. Or call into the Suckatash Skype line at our toll call number 818-921-7212. You can also upload clips from your favorite comedy soundcasts directly to us using our direct upload link at itail.com slash you slash Suckatash. Suckatash is produced and engineered by Joe Paulino through the auspices of Studio P. Sausalito, the home of the hit. Our hosts are Mark Hershon and Tyson Saner. Our musical director is Scott Carvey. Our booth assistant is Kenny Durges. Suckatash is executive produced by Mark Hershon. Until next time, I'm your loyal booth announcer, Bill Haywatt, reminding you to please... Pastor Sabotage, goodbye. This has been a Suckatash Patch production. <laughs>